1: Everybody and welcome to the Cavs Insider podcast from Cleveland Clinic Courts in Independence. Day 2 of training camp, practice number 3. The Cavs have wrapped things up and they continue their preparations for the preseason opener on Wednesday, October 4th. Of course, if this is the first time you're joining us, we're pretty new and we certainly appreciate your support by subscribing to our YouTube channel. We'd love it if you uh, find the find this podcast available wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts. It's john rutter i'm brendan gulick we're going to give you a little bit of our reaction after we had a chance to talk with jb bickerstaff kevin love darius garland and a couple of other topics along the way this afternoon uh, major takeaway number one god it's good to be in here
2: it is and you know we talked about a little bit yesterday like the the true media scrum there's like it's there's an art form to it right um you know there's a there's a hierarchy to it everyone knows kind of who's asking the first question and uh but man it's it's good to be back here it's good to actually see these guys face to face and I, I think that that is what uh is really the big takeaway with with us doing this and with us getting back to being in person is that Look, it's very difficult to develop a relationship and, like, get a good answer on a Zoom call, right? Like, everybody's kind of getting the same thing. Um, when you're here every day and they can kind of see your face, like, they just inherently develop a little bit more comfortable, comfortability with you. Um, and I think that that just develops a little bit better relationship. And, like, the guys are just going to be a little bit more relaxed and genuine. We've certainly seen that the last two days. Guys oh, are joking and sure. cracking jokes and talking about wild turkeys in the parking lot and all that jazz. So it's been it's been a good experience so far.
1: I'm glad you said the parking lot because actually I think that's a good place to start. I know it sounds silly, and please don't misinterpret this. This is not a complaint. Literally, we parked across the street off campus <laughs> because there's so much attention on this team right now, locally and nationally. And, and I just think it's really, really cool that, look, some of that is because it's the beginning of the season and people want to know, hey, what's this team going to look like this year? We'll see them out on the floor in a week's time for the first preseason game. Uh, So some of that is normal, but some of it is like, no, this is a little different. And and you can feel that.
2: Yeah, I've been here before and I've seen the parking lot crowded and I've had to park around the bend and maybe do the walk. But I pulled in here today. I was 30 minutes early today and I ended up being like five minutes late. So as soon as I got in here, I thought there were cars out to the main drag. Uh, here in Independence and I thought oh boy I might be in a little bit of trouble today <laughs> pretty sure that I walked from Seven Hills uh, to get here I um, went to the gym before I came here and probably should have just skipped the gym because that was a workout in itself yeah. just getting in here but I missed the first couple of questions that were asked to Coach Bickerstaff but uh, were able to finally get in here in the nick, nick of time
1: and, and you know I think there's something cool about this team I know the guardians have made the playoffs. I know the Browns have everybody's attention because they're in season In a lot of ways, this is the hot topic in town. There's so much momentum going into the season and to talk with team leadership today and Kevin love, and certainly in one of the staples the core of this team in Darius Garland. um, I'm sure we're going to hear from these guys a lot throughout the course of the year, but you get the impression that they all feel pretty darn good about, Hey, the stuff that is off the court is the way it needs to be the chemistry Generally the friendships guys want to spend time with each other. There's not a lot of bickering um, quick, you know, guys are, are quick to point out like, no, Hey, Isaac Kakoro is one of the most talkative and funny guys in the team. And maybe people don't know that. Yep. Or, um, you know, the, the kinds of stuff that as a fan, you're like, Hey, do these guys really gel because it's going to matter when they're in crunch time. And, Right now, we certainly get the vibe that that looks pretty good.
2: That was something that certainly stood out to me today. Kevin Love actually said that. I think he said one of the what was it? The sleeper, the sleeper, funny guys on the team was Isaac Okoro. And like Isaac is just kind of a guy who, you know, by nature it seems like, and from my experience, just seeing him in Zoom calls and media availabilities, like fairly quiet, fairly laid back, doesn't really have a whole lot to say. You ask him a question, he he gives you an answer, but he's just kind of like doesn't elaborate a whole lot. Like you you ask him a question, question like, hey, you know, what's your favorite restaurant? Um, I like this. Pretty, pretty short, pretty to the point. He doesn't really, uh, you know, not a whole lot of intricacies or depth, yeah. depth maybe to his to his answers. But uh, to hear Kevin Love said that he was one of the funnier guys uh, on the team was was kind of neat. And I think that uh, that just illustrates how these guys grow from year one to year two, we talked about Evan Mobley yesterday, talking more on the defensive side of things. Um, and he said, Isaac's out, out there chirping and out there communicating defensively. So we, we've talked a lot about defensively, uh, the defensive concepts and the defensive work that's going in here at camp so far. Uh, but I, don't worry, we'll get to the offensive side of the ball as well. Cause you know, <laughs> they've got, you got a couple of guys, Darius and Donovan who are certainly going to turn some heads offensively as well.
1: well. Let's talk Caleb for a second. I mean, he's been a Cleveland staple now for almost a decade. And it's fun. We, we mentioned this a little bit yesterday, you know, father time eventually catches up with everybody, but he was pretty quick to say, you know what? I, I know I got to do the prehab and the rehab to try to keep my body <laughs> in the right state. Um, but he said, I still mentally have that, that youthfulness, that exuberance of like, no, I, I really want to go out there and attack it. And I feel young. Um, I, I know we talked yesterday about, trying to figure out what his productivity could look like. How about just from a health standpoint though? I I am encouraged because he comes across as like no, I'm I'm feeling pretty good and I'm ready for the season. I know there's a few bumps and bruises that happen along the way, but where he wants to be right now.
2: I think you, the youthfulness, uh look, this energy in this building right now is contagious and I think that it's easy for us to feed off of that. It's very—I I would imagine that that also transpires out there on the court between the guys as well. So, you know, when you have a bunch of young twenty-somethings like look, Kevin young loves an all-star. Kevin loves, you know, a champion. Sure, he, he doesn't want to get, you know, laughed by these young guys. So he's so he's gonna turn it up a notch too. So. The competition level is certainly ratcheted up here in camp already. Uh, you know they've talked about being. You know he said he had two really good days at camp here, um, and he's excited to continue to get after it. But I think that when you have young, enthusiastic, energetic guys that are out here on the court, we. You know I, I say this ad nauseum, but they're just young twenty somethings that really like to play basketball and enjoy so being like around each other. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, young guys that really enjoy <laughs> playing basketball and enjoy playing together. Um, I, I think that it's easy to buy into that, and that's one of the reasons why he's kind of like I just sense a different, a different Kevin Love that we've gotten you know this year and we got in the past year like more more relaxed, comfortable in his role, um, and he's and I think that we've seen him flourish flourish last year, and that could
1: grow more this year, and, and maybe even a bit more appreciative. Yeah, right. Yeah. When you get to the end of the line in your career, and you're fortunate enough to still play, and know that. In the grand scheme of things, whatever that length of time is, it's probably not super long. Maybe there is a way that you you're still that innate competitor, but you kind of step back a little bit and say, "Hey, time to really appreciate this because it's going to come to an end sometime." And I don't know when that's going to be for him, and I I hope you know I hope it's a long way off. I'm sure he thinks it's a long way off, um, but I just I sensed a little bit of gratitude from him, which I thought was cool.
2: I think part of that might have been the injuries and what he's gone through. You know personally on the floor because you know when you're not out there that's when you really have a chance to sit back and and realize you know what you're, what you're missing out there. um he said talked about that being a good opportunity you know missing time to watch guys see where he could improve see where he needed to you know where where the game was you know might have been passing him up or uh, and where he needed to pick things up so I think that you know you you don't know what you have until you until you've lost it and I think that maybe that might have been a little bit of a situation the past couple of years, excluding last year with with Kevin, not being on the floor, seeing what he was missing. And, you know, that we talked about maybe the frustrations that he could have experienced with that yesterday. But um, I think that now we're starting to see the, the appreciation that he has for being out here, for being with these guys every day.
1: Thanks for joining us on the Cavs Insider Podcast. We're in Independence this afternoon. Um, look, I think the other big theme this afternoon was Karis Levert. There were a lot of questions asked of Coach, of Kevin, of Darius about Karis's growth. And all three of them quickly said, "Boy, he looks pretty good early on." I know that's what Cavs fans want to hear. <laughs> I know we're still, you know, going to be in this in this um, attempt to figure out who the starting three guy is going to be. Certainly could be him, even if it's not. I I get the impression that watching him come play meaningful minutes is going to be pretty important.
2: Yeah, and I think again, health may be a little bit of a common theme here that we talking that we're talking about today. I think that he is, you know. A healthy coming to camp. I think that that, you know, inherently lends himself to having a, an extra level of, uh, of comfort with this team. Um, I think Darius said that and maybe one of his answers, like he wasn't entirely, Karras wasn't exactly comfortable last year and it maybe took him a while to adjust. And then, you know, the injury and, you know, it was a turbulent year. Um, you get moved, at the deadline you're at a new team a new city you're thrust into this playoff race that they're in you're, you're, you're at right you're there's a you know it's a new role um you're gonna you're you know essentially gonna be relied upon to you know carry a little bit of the scoring load and I think that that was something that maybe he adjusted. He struggled to adjust to Um, Darius talked about that today. And he said like, he kind of admitted such like, yeah, it was a little bit difficult for him. Completely different story this year. He had a full off season had a full off season that he was healthy. And I think that they're really starting to see the dividend or that, you know, that, that payoff this year um, with him coming in healthy. He said, he's got, he's one of the guys out here turning and burning it this year. So uh, I I expect we talked about him being one of the guys that are going to be in the, in the running for that three spot. Um, I think JB said, one of the things that he's looking for in that role is someone that can knock down shots and space the floor cares fits that bill he
1: certainly does and so does so does windler um and dylan windler had a healthy offseason what a concept <laughs> right. and that was actually something darius garland uh was asked and said look i think he had a great offseason and i think he was happy to have an offseason where he could just focus on hoops um i i i I just can't wait to see how this all works itself out because I, I think each one of these guys has a unique strength that they bring to the team, and I can certainly see where Windler sees a lot of time. Personally, I, I guess I'm leaning a little bit more toward wanting to see some combination of Dean and Karis, um, but I could see where Dylan gets a bunch of time.
2: See, I would go. I'm, I would be go a little bit different route. I would okay. say I would like to see the, the combination of maybe Karras and Isaac because of the defensive aspect of this. This is this is what this is the fun part, That's right? Exactly. And this is what they're going to be experimenting with over the next couple of weeks. They're chipping things off in the preseason what a week from today right yeah um so these are these are the experiments that they're going to be that we're going to be seeing out here uh whether it's in independence or on the floor uh in some of these preseason games that they've got a, a lot of tinkering but four spots are spoken for that one is still up for grabs
1: one final thought on k love as we wrap up and that's uh uh the idea of maybe trying to be the sixth man of the year he was so close last year came up just a little short uh but he was essentially asked hey how meaningful how much pride do you take in trying to win, uh, you know, a recognition like that? Uh, he said he wasn't too salty because he felt like it was earned <laughs> last year. But um, again, going back to the, the the gratitude thing, he had this look in his eye and this thoughtful way of answering a question that it made it made it come across like, you know, look, I'm I'm not a young guy anymore. That's that's going to try to go out there and grind for, you know, league leaders and minutes played. But I still got it. I yeah. can still do this at a high level. And yeah, if I can be, you know, the best bench guy in the league, heck yeah, I want that kind of opportunity.
2: I almost feel like that, that award, that six man of the year is almost like inherently a pride sure. o- award, right? Like that's like your heart and hustle guy. Like you're, you know, you, This is a guy that you know that's coming off the bench. Um, He's going to automatically inject a little bit of energy into your lineup. Um, And, you know, we've seen Coach Bickerstaff use him maybe at different times. As when, like, all right, when's Kevin coming in? When when do we need that extra juice? When do we need someone to come in and and knock down a shot? Um, Filled that role last year, and I think that that would certainly mean a lot for him as his career is winding down. Don't want to put any (laughs) bookends on it just yet. But um, it it is very – I almost appreciate – where he is in this in his career and just kind of how he's approaching it. Um you know, you get the you get the thoughtful answers. You you know, he's he's taking time and you know, and looking around and you Eugene's uh, just kind of sense that he's soaking this all in you know, as we get ready to tip off the season here.
1: I also think it's going to be fun to watch him mentor someone like Donovan Mitchell who's obviously been in the league now for a few years and and played at a really high level, but Kevin knows what it's like going back to his Minnesota days, he knows what it's like to be the guy. and he's not in that role anymore, but there are some talented guys here that could could be that guy. Certainly Donovan is among that group. and um, I think Kevin the way he can he can get to those guys to, to help them understand what it means to fill that role on and off the court it's so valuable.
2: It's fun to talk about who is that guy, right? Like who is the face of this team? I think on any given night, we, you know, any given night, someone could pop off for 25 or 30 points, any given night, uh, you could have a different face of this franchise, right? Obviously a lot of the talk is on Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland's an all-star Evan Mobley is, you know, potential defensive player of the year. If he continues to progress, Jared Allen is Jared Allen. I mean, like there are so many, uh, and then you still, you still have the elder Statesman and Kevin love, like there are a wide variety of personalities on that team are on this team. And that's a good thing, the way that things are playing out here.
1: All right. So that's, uh, that's it for day two and practice number three. Um, I guess the, the biggest update is that tomorrow, the team will be back on the floor again for two days. Uh, they've got a 10 a.m. practice, and we'll talk with them after practice. Uh, and then they have a 5 p.m. practice, and they're on their own for that one. We need to ask about the beep test. The too. beep test. We, we have. Not, get, we we gotta gotta get, gotta get it. it. Uh, I haven't heard if they done, I haven't
2: heard if they've done that uh, over the cast, past past <laughs> couple of days because I know JB said that they had a couple more coming.
1: I uh, I don't think Evan Mobley was too excited. <laughs> no, we
2: wasn't. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not.
1: And um, he was the he was the one that got him a couple more. I was thinking about Kevin Love driving in because. Uh, of the comment he made at media day on Monday about, you know, Il Rion in, in the near West side of Cleveland. I drove by um, it on Square. my way here. I was like, yep, I need to hit his favorite pizza spot. Right. So as I'm driving in, I stopped over at melt for lunch, just around the corner. I'm like, Oh boy, this is a dangerous place to have melt just, uh, <laughs> right? just walking distance yeah. if you want from, uh, from the facility. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, we're, we're foodies, so we'll we'll probably drop a few food references. Yeah, absolutely, along the 100%. Way.
2: I, don't eat a whole, I don't eat often, but when I do, it's in large quantities.
1: So. <laughs> uh, I love it. So we'll be back here tomorrow to kind of tell you what's going on after day three of practice, uh, practice number four in the morning, number five in the evening. And, uh, again, starting Saturday, CavsInsider.com will be our home for all of our written content on the website. Um, John and I will certainly be there, but Adam Prescott, Spencer German, Tommy Wilde, uh, who you saw on our very first podcast, they will certainly be contributing along the way this year as well. So we'll get uh, get you all the latest news and information on the team. On the written side, starting Saturday. In the meantime, please continue to support the show. If you don't mind, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. We're going to give you some really cool behind-the-scenes looks uh, of, of some pictures and videos when we can uh, share those with you. Um, Cavs, uh, it's at Cavs Insider underscore FN. Uh, for Fan Nation, we are part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group on the Fan Nation Network. So You're written home starting Saturday, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with some more coverage of the Cleveland Cavaliers. For John Rutter, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for tuning in to the Cavs Insider Podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow.